Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. I'm so happy to be joined again by Chris Broussard. He is a phenomenal um, NBA analyst, always on Undisputed, First Things First, on Fox Sports News. He appears on The Herd as well. He is just like, I mean, you know who Chris Broussard is. So I, let me, let's just hop into it. I just can't wait to talk to him about the things that we're going to hop into today. Chris, how you doing, man? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um... Hey, it was a crazy NBA offseason. There was so much stuff happening. Last time you were here, we were asking you to predict what was going on. Could you have predicted what actually happened this offseason? It was a bit strange. (laughs) Uh, Nobody saw Chris Paul getting traded to Oklahoma City, I'll tell you that. Russell Westbrook getting traded to the Rockets. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, during all season long, Myself and others were saying he was going to the Clippers. Then, of course, it seemed like he was going to head to the Lakers, which I believe he would have been there uh, if the Clippers hadn't been able to pull off that trade for Paul George, which, again, was another stunner. So um, the bottom line is that it's all conspired to lead up to what should be a phenomenal season. I mean, the big three era, at least for now, seems to be over. And you have a bunch of great dynamic duos. It's unfortunate that Kevin Durant is hurt or Brooklyn would be a force this season with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Uh, it's unfortunate that Clay Thompson is hurt or Golden State. I still think when Clay's healthy, I still think Golden State's going to be a serious contender. And people are uh, definitely burying them too quickly. So, uh, it's going to be a great season, man. I'm really looking forward to it, as I'm sure everybody else is. Which one of those moves surprised you the most? I just kind of blew you away. You just couldn't see it coming. Well, it's, I mean, like I said, there are two of them that were really stunning. Kawhi, it wasn't stunning that he went to the Clippers, because as I said, all season long, myself and others have been saying that. But the momentum did seem to be that he was all going toward the Lakers. And that was what a lot of people were, different people were telling me. Um, But then once they got Paul George, that was what Kawhi wanted them to get a second star. And then he goes there. So nobody could have seen Paul George getting traded to the Clippers because he had three years left on his deal. So that was definitely stunning. And then, so I guess that would be number one, but then the Westbrook trade to the Rockets, Mm. Uh, which obviously was only made because Paul George was gone. Uh, that was almost equally stunning as well. So uh, those two moves definitely were the most uh, surprising. So I want to dive into two things you mentioned already. Um, you talked about KD going to Brooklyn, teaming up with Kyrie Irving. Um, how do you foresee that playing out? I mean, I once KD's healthy, I think they'll be great. I I think they'll play well together. They obviously have a good relationship. KD, his game, he can play with anybody. You know, he's such a smooth and great jump shooter. And to be that size, that seven feet tall, can shoot the J out, you know, as deep as anyone, uh, but also can take you off the dribble, can finish at the rim, is great in the mid-range, like, he, he offensively, he's unstoppable. 
And so he can play well with Kyrie Irving, even though Kyrie's not really a true point guard. Um, he's kind of a mix of a great point. He's almost like a two guard with a tremendous handle. Um, but I still think they'll fit well together. I, I don't think, you know, we'll see. But if you put a gun to my head, I would say I don't think they'll win a championship. I could mm -hmm. be wrong. Uh, but, you know, I, I think there's, you know, obviously a lot of great teams in the league. Um, but, yeah, I would if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably say I don't think they will win the title. But certainly they could because those two are two of the greatest players in the league and uh, both on their way to the Hall of Fame. You also mentioned Russell Westbrook and his trade um, to the Houston Rockets. Man, a lot of Westbrook fans say that Westbrook always makes the people he plays with better. Do you agree with that? Uh, not really. I don't think he – I mean, he's not that type of point guard where, you know, he's making his teammates better necessarily. I mean, he's a great individual player, and – because of his individual greatness, he can, you know, lift the team to a, a good number of wins. Uh, he obviously is always in attack mode and he draws attention. When he draws multiple defenders, he's willing to dump it off to a teammate. Uh, so in that regard, you know, he obviously gets a lot of assists. So in that regard, you know, you could, you could say he makes teammates better, but I think Russell Westbrook is a phenomenal athlete. He is a phenomenal athlete who who plays basketball. Um, more so than just this basketball savant or something. Um, you know, I don't I think some of his weaknesses are that really a lot of times a person's strengths are also their weaknesses. And um his strengths is that he always plays at 110 miles an hour, 110%. But that can also be a weakness because at times you need to understand time and score. You need to understand you don't play minute, you know, 47 like you play minute 17. You know, you may need to slow it down. You may need to milk the clock. You may need to pass up an open shot. Uh, it may not be time for a three-pointer. Uh, and so I think some those are some of the things Russell doesn't really understand, and that can limit him at times. All that said, he's an icon. He's a legend. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. Uh, and 30 years from now, people will be talking about Russell Westbrook in awe because he averaged a triple-double for three straight years. So, gun to your head in this situation, do, does their relationship, does this teaming up end in a championship at some point? Oh, no, no, no. No, I've said that. They're not winning the championship. Ever. They go, and that's the problem because that's, that's what they brought him in for. Um, they were good with Chris Paul. They were close with Chris Paul. If, if things, if Paul stays healthy, they may win a championship two years ago. You know, but um, I just think that it would have a better chance of working if they had a different coach. And I'm I'm actually a Mike D'Antoni fan. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, but he is kind of a one-trick pony. 
Like, he, his offense is not going to change. It's a ball-dominant point guard, uh, high pick and roll, spread the floor, and that point guard does everything. And he's not going to get more player movement, not a lot more. He might tweak it a little. Hopefully he does. But um, I think for Westbrook and Harden to both be at their best together, you would need an offense to have more ball and player movement. And um, I, I don't know how much Harden is going to change his game. He really didn't change it at all for Chris Paul. And uh, if he doesn't change it much, then Russ is going to be in the position of a spot-up shooter or vice versa, Harden as a spot-up shooter. And that's not either one of their strengths. Mm. So I think West, I think both obviously Harden is tremendous in D'Antoni's system with the ball in his hands. And I think Russ would be not maybe not equally as great, but great himself with the ball in his hands in the D'Antoni system, floor spread with shooters around him. He'll be awesome in that. But when he's doing that, what's James going to be doing? And so that's those are the questions. I love each one of them individually, but together, I think it's a tough match. Uh, and they can talk all they want about what they did in Oklahoma City before, but Harden was much younger, didn't have the accolades he has now. And uh, that was also a different era when the three-point ball was not quite as prominent as it is now. And so uh, you could play a Westbrook at the two, which is a lot of what they did when Harden came in off the bench. He'd handle the ball and be the playmaker. You could do that back then. Also, you had Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, but now the three-point shot is so prominent that to have a guy like Westbrook at the two who's not a great shooter, that's a, a real tall task if you want to win a ton of games and go deep. All that said, they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to be a dangerous team that you really don't want to space because Harden is so great individually. Westbrooks bring so much energy and uh, activity that, you know, they'll scare you, but I don't see them winning. Definitely don't see them winning a championship. With the, if it's not them, with the addition of, AD and LeBron and the Lakers, right? And with the team that they have now, you also look on the other side. We talked about the Clippers. They have Paul George. At the end of the day, does the Western Conference come down to only those two teams or is it more complicated than that? Well, I mean, I think those are the two best teams, but shoot, the West is tough. So it's going to be a lot of teams in the mix. Um, Utah is going to be tough, much improved with Mike Conley. Denver is only going to get better after, you know, their experience last year in the playoffs. Obviously, we mentioned Houston. Like I said, Golden State, if Clay can come back, you know, within weeks of the All-Star game and work himself back into shape and get off the rust and be essentially 100% by the playoffs, if, uh, then I think Golden State's going to be in the mix. You think so uh, I think the best three teams in the West are the Clippers, Lakers, and Warriors. You think D'Angelo Russell fits in well there? Yep. Fits real well. Why not? He's a great, he's a shooter. Uh, people say, well, he played high pick and roll, you know, in Brooklyn. He did all that. Steph played high pick and roll under Mark Jackson. That's mostly what he did. And then, you know, Steve Kerr came in with a different system, and it fits Steph perfectly. This system will fit D'Angelo Russell well. 
because he can, you know, create off the bounce when he needs to, but he can shoot it. Uh, he can pass it. And uh, he's going to be the third. Once Clay gets back, there'll be a lot less attention on him. He'll be the third option. So, uh, yeah, I think it fits him well. Aaron Simpkins here, the host of the True Strength Life podcast and owner of True Strength Apparel. Check out TrueStrengthApparel.com where we have tank tops to flip-flops and anything in between, all based on a message of the truth of Jesus Christ. Keep it locked right here with my family from the My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. And don't forget to check out TrueStrengthApparel.com. This is Hugh Douglas from 9290 Game, and you listen to MTMV Sports. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC Comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.Squarespace.com. I want to ask about the Lakers and the recent sign of Dwight Howard. Um, how does that impact the Lakers and their chances of winning the Western Conference? I mean, he's a role player at this point. It's a no-risk, low-risk, uh, potentially solid reward move. Non-guaranteed contract. If he acts up or doesn't fit in for whatever reason, you just get rid of him and there's no skin off your back. So um, I, I think it was a good move to do. If it works out, you got a rebounder, you got a defender at the rim, you've got a guy that can finish, and you've got a guy that can bang with the big centers out west. So Anthony Davis does get worn down. So, um, but that said, I mean, you know, Dwight Howard at this point is going to be a role player. Uh, I don't think the Lakers are desperate. Uh, I think, you know, if it works out, he could be a good help. And if it doesn't, I think they still have a chance to win it all. I know sometimes you talk to um, to NBA players and you kind of give them advice. If you were going to sit down with Dwight Howard, who's coming in under this cloud of scrutiny and all this doubt, how would you advise him to approach this upcoming season? I would just say uh, fit in. You know, you're, you know, be a, you're a role player at this point. It's all about winning the championship. And if that means you playing seven minutes one night, 20 minutes the next night, zero minutes the next two nights, whatever it may be, uh, do it. Because, you know, you're not going to be the show anymore. Obviously, that's LeBron and Anthony Davis. And then Kyle Kuzma would be third. Uh, don't worry about posting up and, and having entry passes to you and, don't worry about your stats. Just go out there, rebound, defend the rim, uh, and run the floor. R you know, as they say, rim running. You know, run the floor and you'll get your buckets. And, uh, you know, be a good teammate. You know, so that, that's what I would tell me. A lot of people are watching, uh, will be keeping their eyes on Dwight Howard. Which players in the NBA are you keeping your eyes on with a keen interest this season? Well, I mean, you know, all the usual suspects. I mean, obviously, I want to see what Golden State does. Uh, with, with Kevin Durant gone, I think Steph, as he did in the playoffs, could go back to the old Steph and, you know, 
you just see him really wrecking shop. Uh, I think he'll be an MVP candidate. See how D'Angelo Russell fits in there. Westbrook and Harden, that's going to be must-see TV to see how they work together. Obviously, the Lakers and how they bring all their players together. Clippers, I mean, it's, man, gosh, there's so many. Kyrie, how he works in Brooklyn, Philadelphia. And we've seen the Instagram post of Ben Simmons shooting the basketball and jump shots and all that. So does he bring that to the game in Philly? If he does, they got a good chance to win the East. Uh, Milwaukee again. Boston with Kimba Walker. Even though individually I think Kyrie's better than Kimba, it'd be, you know, I think Boston's going to be better with Kimba because I think he's going to fit in better. I think their chemistry will be better. And uh, I think you'll buy in more to what Brad Stevens is, is selling. So, uh, it's, you know, there's so many teams out there you want to see. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be, like I said, a, a tremendous season. Any rookies outside of Zion you keeping your eyes on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. John Morant, uh, DeAndre Hunter in Atlanta, uh, couple of the kids, other kids in New Orleans too. Um, but yeah, it's going to be Cam Reddish. You know, obviously the rookies voted him. They thought he's the rookie that had the best career overall. So you want to see what he's made of. RJ Barrett in New York. Now it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun to watch these rookies. And everybody's talking about the recent retirement. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. People are talking about the recent retirement of Andrew Luck. Um, my my question to you is, I'm going to read you off You switch some... gears a lot to the NFL. Huh? <laughs> you switch gears a lot. Yeah, I switch gears a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you switch sports. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I want to know, um, Andrew Luck just retired. I need to ask you this. Um, in your eyes, is he a, a Hall of Famer? No, no. He didn't play long enough. Um, he was great. And he was en route. He was on his way to a Hall of Fame career, but no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. So there are some people who are saying that, um, whether it's people who are excited a little bit, uh, and not really excited, but, you know, there's some some talk about it, of the coach maybe thinking about um, Colin Kaepernick. I know that's not, you know, what they're actually doing, but I'm just saying, I know the chances are slim for Colin, why do you see that, that? Why do you believe that there's no progress being made on his behalf? He's been blackballed. Simple as that. Now, I don't think there was this grand conspiracy where all the owners got together or even communicated with one another by whatever uh, way, text, email, whatever. I don't think they all came together and talked about, look, don't don't sign this guy. We don't want him in the league. I just think that teams are looking at it like, will he outweigh the distraction that he brings? Is he good enough to outweigh his play to outweigh the distraction? And the answer in most cases is no. And that's why I always thought I support Colin and I hope he gets back in the league. But I always felt like he was actually more courageous because when he began kneeling, sitting down first and then kneeling during the national anthem, he was a backup. He was on the bench. He was expendable. The 49ers could have cut him on the spot and nobody would have thought 
anything of it. So that took a lot more courage, in my opinion, than had he been a superstar. Had he been at the height of his career when he was leading the Niners deep in the playoffs into the Super Bowl, had he done that then, uh, he would still be in the league. If LeBron James or Ezekiel Elliott or Cam Newton or, you know, some superstar in any sport was, if they were kneeling during the National Anthem, they'd be in the league. Make no mistake about that. Uh, what teams look at is, okay, this is a guy, whether it's Colin or, say, a Tim Tebow, this is a guy that's going to bring a lot of distractions. Tim Tebow because of his religious faith and Colin Kaepernick because of his social justice, you know, uh, persona. And if they're the backup, nobody wants their backup quarterback getting more publicity than the starter. No one wants their backup quarterback being a huge story. And if Tim Tebow or Colin Kaepernick is your backup, then that's a huge story. And that's a potential distraction for your your other players because they have to answer questions about it, social justice and, you know, having Kaepernick there and kneeling during the anthem and all that stuff. And coaches don't want that. Now, if the player is great, oh, they'll bring you on. And it's, and it's not just religion or social justice. If Ray Rice, when he had his domestic violence situation, if he had been earlier in his career where he still was a great running back, he would have been in the league after that. Mm. But because he was at the end of his career, he wasn't that good anymore, they let him go. And so that's what I mean when I say Kaepernick's been blackballed. That's kind of the situation. Um, and so, unfortunately, he probably won't get back in the league. But I think it's possible. I thought when they got the settlement, I was in the minority. I thought he, he would, you know, I said, okay, if if everything is good, he should be back in the league. But, you know, obviously that didn't happen. So um, hopefully he does get another shot. But I'm not uh, optimistic about that. You know, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Chris. You have a show, The Odd Couple with Rob Parker. It's a dynamic show, man. Please tell the people about it and where they can find it. Yeah, uh, it's the I Couple radio show, and it is myself and Rob Parker. It's on Fox Sports Radio. It's a national show. Uh, it's on the iHeart Radio app, and it's on Sirius XM Channel 83 from 7 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, Eastern Time, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, Monday through Friday, on over 350 channel or media markets nationwide uh and also you can download the i couple podcast which are the uh greater greatest takes from the show that is uh on itunes apple podcast soundcloud or foxsportsradio.com so you can download subscribe to the podcast and check that out so uh yeah man definitely uh it's been going well it's been popping so uh your listeners definitely want to check out the Odd Couple. Awesome. Is there any big news coming up with King? Uh, King, we uh just doing our normal things. You know, our local chapters are meeting. And, uh, 
we will have our national convention next March in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, those are some of the things we're working on right now. So, uh, yeah, man, we're, we're definitely moving. And the podcast, check out the King Talks podcast and all those same places I mentioned for the iCouple one. Uh, this week's podcast that just came out a couple days ago has a speech from the lead rapper from the group Arrested Development, which was in the 90s, one of the most revolutionary hip-hop groups ever. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he, he's on there talking about uh, his latest documentary, and uh, it's definitely something people want to check out, so definitely do that. All right, thank you so much for joining us. God bless. All right, my man, strong in the Lord. Strong in the Lord. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully you enjoyed our interview with the one and only Chris Broussard from Fox Sports News. We're so happy to have him on. We're thankful that you're here and you're listening. Look, if you love what you're hearing, go ahead and drop that five-star review on Apple Podcasts so people can get a chance to hear and experience the stuff that you're hearing and experience on a weekly basis. Also, go ahead and leave a comment. We want to hear how we're doing. We want to hear uh, what you feel about our podcast please let us know if you want to um you can still follow us on twitter at mtmv sports and follow us on instagram at mtmv sports as well we thank you so much for supporting our podcast we thank you so much for being a part of this overall experience and look we also want to say this if you feel like you're the leading voice for your team and you want to get involved all you have to do is email us at myvoice at mtmv-sports.com. Once again, that's myvoice at mtmv-sports.com. Once again, we hope you have a phenomenal day, and we can't wait to bring you more awesome content. God bless. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. Coming in. This is Andrew Brown with the North Florida Tigers prep program, and you are listening to me on MTMV. Support the podcast whenever you can, listen as much as you can, and share as much as you can.